everybody. Welcome back to FTS Gambling Inside the Tank. My name's Owen Smith, as always, joined by Matthew Warner. Matt, uh, we had another weekend of football in the rearview mirror um, as the Browns won. So congrats to you. We'll get into all of that. Uh, the Buckeyes won. Colts were on a bye. So our teams are taken care of. Only victories around here um, for, for our teams. Matt, you went four and two. Uh, on college football I went two and three we'll get into that as well it is a very big week it is a weird week of course as well with uh, Thanksgiving only three days away at this point Um, so a little different schedule for the or a little different plan for the show today we'll touch a little bit on what happened in college football but we're really going to focus in on the the game uh, coming up this weekend between Ohio State and the team up north so looking forward to that. But Matt, before we get into everything, how are you feeling this morning? Feeling good. Um, I thought I was going to feel a little bit better, but I was explicitly told not to be excited about the Browns win. So I'm stricken any excitedness out of my body because how dumb of me to be happy that we won a divisional round without our starting quarterback, a uh, or, or division game without our starting quarterback running back, you know, three tackles out, um, you know, so stupid of me to be excited. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling okay today. Uh, just excited. Obviously, like you said, this is the week. Um, this is the one that everybody's had circled on the calendar. Um, you know, since, uh, since the beginning of the year, the, the drama that's been building around the game, um, with that team up north, um, it, it's just uh, I, I feel like I'm back in high school and you're getting ready for like the big game. And it's just like yeah. all week you have this pit in your stomach. Um, I yeah. peaked in high school as well. So like I just <laughs> I can't seem to leave. Um, but no, it's just like it's that weird feeling. And I think probably every, you know, big rivalry like the fans feel it as well. So it's just uh, it is interesting because nothing else makes me feel this way like this game does it's it's super funny but uh no excited for it um obviously a lot of other great uh football games on, on the card as well but want to maybe jump into uh to last week's uh or, or this past weekend's games there there wasn't a ton of crazy things that happened but there's some things worth noting i think we do start with um the team up north's uh i'm gonna call them struggles with maryland um, it was a ugly game. I had the under in that game, and then I had Maryland covering 19 and a half. Uh, my thought was that it would just be a sloppy kind of low scoring. Michigan would win, but not win by, you know, 20 or more. And it was kind of odd to see Maryland move the ball as well as they did against, you know, against Michigan and and find themselves in position. I mean, they really just shot themselves in their, you know, in, in the foot too many times to to be in that game but um what were your thoughts on kind of seeing leading up to their matchup with ohio state seeing them maybe struggle a little bit it looks like carthy's not in sync right now with with you know what's going on in the office so you know what was kind of your takeaways from that game well it was a weird one for me because you know, turned on the game when it, you know, when it first started was watching and, you know, Maryland goes down and score, you know, kicks the field goal. So they're up three Oh, and it's like, okay, Maryland like might give them a little something. The next thing, you know, it's like 16 to three. Cause there's like a bunch of random shit that just happens. And I'm like, all right, I'm turning on. I think I turned on Louisville and Miami. 
Um, cause I was like that, that's going to be a closer game. I was kind of hoping that Michigan would yeah. struggle and looks like they're not going to, it looks like they're just going to pull away Wait, and just not give you, up. <laughs> were you not advanced scouting? Like I was for <laughs> yeah, coach no. day. He yeah. called, yeah. he, did he not? Call, oh, okay. He didn't call Yeah. He's been calling all of his underground spy operation <laughs> and <laughs> private uh, day crime family. Yep. We've been yeah. doing advanced scouting um, on TV, so I had to watch the entire Michigan game. Got it. Um, and that, that's probably they, they, they heard that that was happening. And that's why they had the signs over their huddles. Um, yes. So yes. Uh, I, it's obviously he doesn't think as much of you as he thinks of me if he's not calling yes. you to ask for those things. I mean, no, that, that that's fair. That's fair. He actually uh, he did send me on a journey to watch some other teams uh, because he's not okay. worried about Michigan. So okay. Um, no. I, I turned it off because I was like, I just think they're going to pull away. And uh, next thing you know, it's like, I think I got a text from you. And it was like, oh, no, this is still a close game. Turn it back on. And then, of course, as soon as I turn it back on, Tua Jr. makes a mistake instantly. And I'm like, okay, so maybe I just do not need to watch this game. But then they made it They made it interesting. I mean, who's who is surprised that Michigan finally plays – starts playing teams with – pulses and maybe they're just you know haven't been challenged I, I i'm personally not too surprised uh did i expect it to you know come down to the wire like it did absolutely not but i mean this was again w- when you have the schedule that they've had this year and you know i think last week when they beat penn state without harbaugh everybody just was like well harbaugh it, harbaugh doesn't even have to be there for them to be their best it's like no it's there's actually some moments where having your head coach not on the sideline starts to impact things a little bit so i thought it was the, their struggles with you know we we've faced to a junior quite a bit um in his 20 years in at maryland so God, it feels um, like he's been there forever <laughs> and so like you know he, he definitely has given teams in the big Ten some challenge but i did not expect him i mean they were they were pushing the ball down on him uh, a little bit in the passing game and it, it gave me some hope that you don't have to be that great of a quarterback to make some things happen. And guess who Maryland doesn't have? Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, Mecca Igbuka, Kate Stover, um, Julian Fleming, um, Carnell Tate, uh, Trevion Henderson. Like, so it's like oh. it, it gave me, it gave me. Some... I've heard of Trevion Henderson. He was the one in the Heisman <laughs> race there a couple yes, years ago. Exactly. Yeah, I've heard. So, I've heard his name thrown around. But it, it gave me confidence. But. There have also been some other games leading up. I think that this game, the game is so unique because yeah. there's always like, I think Ohio State has even struggled with Maryland um, yeah. a few years back leading in, you know, in week 11. So I try not to take too much from it, but it does, I mean, it definitely gives Ohio State some film to look into specifically in regards to the passing game. Um, and JJ McCarthy, just what happened to Heisman McCarthy, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird when he's not playing like East Mich- Michigan like corrections facility um, <laughs> on Saturdays. Like it, it's amazing that all of a sudden he kind of looks like the same old guy. Now, <clears throat> I've seen a lot of this from Ohio State fans, and I do have an issue with this. Like the whole I'm not worried about McCarthy. I'm like I'm not all this stuff. It kind of pisses me off because that guy beat us, so yeah. we should be worried about him. Yes. He beat C.J. Stroud, who's being talked about as an MVP in the NFL this year. So I, I really don't give two shits how he plays against Maryland, you know, on on 
you know, Saturday, November 18th. I really care about what guy shows up, what team shows up for the game. And he could play like crap the entire year. But if he wins that game, he is going to be, he's going to have a statue up in Ann Arbor. The same way if Kyle McCord comes out, there's not a lot of huge Kyle McCord fans within the Ohio State fan base right now. But he goes and beats that team up north. All of a sudden, <laughs> we're all on board. Like he's yeah. he's gonna be the guy. He's gonna have everybody's like undying support because it, that's what this rivalry is. So I, I always get frustrated when I see like the you know, McCarthy's not shit. You know he's yeah. you know, uh, I'm not worried about him. He's a bum. Blah blah. It's like all right, go prove it in the one game left <laughs> on the schedule that really anybody cares about outside of obviously national championship aspirations, but like, so that stuff does frustrate me. Um, I'm just excited that, like I said, that, that I I don't, I I take those games with a grain of salt. If Ohio state would have went out and kind of struggled against Minnesota, I wouldn't have been thinking like, Oh my God, Michigan's going to, you know, whoop up on us next week. Um, and, And I don't really think the same thing with, with them struggling a little bit with Maryland, Maryland's, serviceable enough that you know I, I think that's their super bowl it's their last huge game of the year um so i, I think that's one that you know they're gonna throw all the cards out and and, yep. and just uh you know see if they can obviously uh, uh upset the college football world a little bit yeah no I, I i i'm in the same same place i mean there's definitely questions about mccarthy um that are are you know i mean definitely deserve to be asked but again there's just there's this is all across sports but there's always like that player that like it doesn't matter how bad of a season that they've had or how bad the last game was it's just certain matchups it's like they're the best version of themselves uh for that and they they prepare for that more than any of it like we've seen it in many different ways um and definitely feel that way about jj mccarthy and you know he has a not only the rivalry, but he has a chip on his shoulder because, you know, a few years back, Ryan Day made the decision to take McCord over McCarthy um, from a recruiting standpoint. And, you know, McCarthy clearly had an interest in going to Ohio State. So, I mean, it, he, he definitely deserves to, to have some of that chip on his shoulder, but excited to see um, what the Ohio State defense can do. We'll get into that in a little bit, though. Um, so, Maryland nearly pulls off the upset there but uh just again shot themselves in the foot way too many times uh the rest of the you know rest of the top teams at least all had pretty easy victories i would say the team that was challenged the most uh or or at least on paper was challenged the most going into it was georgia with a uh with a matchup in tennessee on the road um and then washington of course with uh with oregon state uh, but as far as Ohio State, Bama, <laughs> Bama played what Appalachian State or some bullshit. Yeah, I can't Chattanooga, I think, right? Chattanooga, Chattanooga. yeah. Okay. No, App State. <laughs> App State's on top of the world right now. They upset JMU. True. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, and then you know Florida State, which we'll get into the Jordan Travis stuff in a minute. But um, most of them just kind of had those easy um, week 11 matchups going into the final week and conference championships sooner on the corner as well. Um, but yeah, I think that we'll get into Jordan Travis now, cause that impacts, you know, an undefeated team, um, very nasty, very nasty injury uh, yeah. that happened to, to old Jordan Travis. Um, def- 
definitely it hasn't been confirmed, but I can't imagine a world where, um, unless he goes to Aaron Rodgers' doctor, I can't imagine a world that he is back um, this season because it was very. If you if you haven't seen the video, um, and just don't. Can, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you can stomach it, do. But if you can't stomach it, definitely don't. Um, but yeah, looking like he's out. FSU remains undefeated. They still were able, I think it was North Alabama or whoever they played. Um, we're still able to, you know, kick their ass. So ultimately they're still undefeated going into, um, the final weeks and clearly have a conference championship, uh, ahead of them. What are, what are your thoughts? Cause there's a lot of debate going on, on, uh, the whole playoff picture with how things are starting to shape out. A lot of teams have avoided some upsets so far. There's clearly still a week left in conference championships to settle some of it. But what are your thoughts on how, you know, arguably the best player for their team being out impacts their uh, playoff chances and how the committee will look at it? Yeah, I don't, I like it. It's, it's so tough to tell. I'm trying to think who was it in years past that was in a very similar situation, had a quarterback go down and they're like, how, how's the committee going to handle I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, I, I think it's tough. Like, I, I don't think you can look at Florida State and think that's the same Florida State team that's going to go, you know, w- without him under center. Um, it feels – it sucks for the other, you know, other 21 guys that are <laughs> out on the field. But to say that yeah. one guy's probably going to make a huge difference in how the committee – views that Florida state team and it doesn't help them that they may not have the same resume as a one loss Oregon or a one loss washing. Like I'm looking at some of these other teams. Um, you're going to have to possibly deal with one loss, Alabama, one loss, Georgia, one loss, Texas, you know, so it's, it's tough. I, I still think Florida state wins out. They're going to be sitting there undefeated. Um, I think how, uh, I'm trying to remember the backup's name at Florida State, uh, how he performs um, next week is going to be a, a huge, like if he goes out and balls out and it looks like, okay, it's not as huge of a step down as maybe we thought, maybe they're still up in that, but it'll be really tough for the committee to justify, you know, letting an FSU team dance when they're down their best player and you've got some of these one loss teams that are playing really good football and only have a, a ding on their resume to other really good football teams like, you know, college football playoff teams. So uh, it, it sucks for Florida state. That injury was disgusting. Um, <laughs> the, the, the video that uh, one of our athletic trainer uh, buddies sent us, he was in his yeah. Facebook group and they sent uh sent over the live reaction for whatever reason, when they were doing the live recap of the game, one of the ESPN, like they just sent that clip with no, like no, uh, like context. So they're just breaking it down live on air and you can hear the guy, you know, Oh, you know, Jordan Travis with the scramble. And then, Oh my God. Oh my God. His leg, his leg is just kind of flopping around on the screen. Um, so it, it was tough to see. I personally, it, what are your thoughts? Because I'm, I'm thinking, one loss Texas makes it in over undefeated Jordan Travis less, or or one loss Oregon. Like I, I'm thinking those teams make it in over Florida State, but um, that's a tough decision. 
It's tough because here's the thing. I think that there's still two challenges ahead. Um, they play Florida this week in a big rivalry game um, on the road, and then they still have to play Louisville to win the ACC championship, right? So, like, it's not not a cupcake schedule by any means. And I think, if anything, it'll be an opportunity for Florida State to prove that they still belong in it or it'll just naturally carry itself out and they'll, they'll lose and it'll be an easy discussion from there. Um, I mean, think back – to the first college football playoffs, um, definitely a different story, but you know, third string Cardale Jones led yeah. a team to a national championship and, and won that. So I, I, I don't know if they have a Cardale Jones or a Braxton Miller, whoever on the, on the bench to, uh, I, I don't know if it's that caliber, but there's two games for that person to go out and prove themselves and say, Hey, just because Jordan Travis is uh, out doesn't mean that we shouldn't belong here. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be incredibly difficult to leave out an SEC champion, um, such as if Bama, you know, takes care of business and wins there. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be tough to leave that out because there's a scenario where that's the case or, you know, uh, Texas, like, again, they, th- those, both of those teams have a lot better resume and will yeah. be at full strength at oh, the, the end of the year. So the nightmare is still very much so in full effect for yeah. the committee where it's like Washington's not shown any signs that they're going to get that, like that presumed, you know, for the longest time we kept on talking about, man, it feels like the PAC 12 is going to just cannibalize itself. Yep. And it's been just Washington and Oregon keep winning football games. Yep. So if Washington ends up winning out, Texas wins out like it's going to be this nightmare situation of who do you leave out because I can guarantee you they're not leaving an SEC program out so you're going to have a one loss SEC program that would be Alabama who's lost by the way is to Texas losses to Texas you're going to have you know the possibility of an undefeated Florida State and undefeated Washington yeah. So there's just that uh, there's not enough spots. They can't get to that 12 team playoff quick enough no. uh, to, to make some of these headaches go away. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be exciting to see. I'm curious how they actually come out with the rankings this week. Um, like that's, I think that'll tell us a lot on how they're viewing things. I think yeah. Florida state probably still sticks in at that four spot. Um, but I, I would be really nervous if I was them heading into final weeks and, and trying to fight and, you know, maintain that fourth spot. I, I personally think that Washington climbs into the, to the fourth spot because I mean, at this point they now, you know, they, they, they took care of business um, against Oregon, you know, a ranked Oregon state team, 15, um, they, they, they beat Oregon, uh, earlier in the year, they haven't, you know, some of their other wins like Arizona, like they're continuing to kind of climb up. So like some of their early wins into the season are, are making more sense and they're at full strength. I, I think that it is a scenario where it's, it's an undefeated team that just has a better resume and has a path to their conference championship um you know lined up for them um i i would be surprised if they don't make that jump now to buy themselves uh, some opportunity to keep florida state out if they if that's how they feel 
Um, I just don't think that Florida State has – I mean, yeah, they just beat Northern Alabama – or North Alabama 58-13. But, like, looking back that at the schedule – was also 13-3 at one point. Yeah, right, right. Also 13-3. Yeah. Yeah, that, they like, didn't do themselves a ton of favors early on. <laughs> and their, their marquee win was a week one win over LSU, which, again, still should hold some weight. But I just think as you're gaining towards the end of the year, I, I, I think thought, that – Washington I thought Washington would. Now. I thought Washington would possibly sneak in. Last week, I, I agree with you. I, it, it all depends on how they view that injury. Um, but yeah. I mean, Washington just keeps winning big games and like keeps finding ways to win. Um, so it would seem silly to not have them, you know, yeah, be in that uh, that top four right now, just given everything we know. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm glad that we don't have to make the decision. Um, clearly, I don't think that there's any scenario. I, I can't think of any scenario at this point where two big 10 teams get in or two sec teams get in. So I think it is going to be four conferences represented in one way or another. Um, we'll just see how it shakes out. Cause it's really kind of going to be a battle between uh, the, the ACC and the <laughs> big 12 so, or so ACC you- big 12 and back 12. <laughs> So the, the challenge. So say you have an undefeated Big Ten, Florida State undefeated, and then you have one loss Georgia, one loss Alabama, one loss Texas, one loss Oregon, one loss Washington. Yeah. You don't think that I, they give Alabama and Georgia that nod? No, because I think that you would still have the the difference would be the conference champion ultimately right so like oregon if they're only a one loss team at that point they're their conference champion and and they avenge their only loss on the year so you got to put oregon in. i think at that point texas they would be i i, I can't remember how the big 12 is uh shaping out but they would it's be the, a it's conference just the top champion it would just be the top loss. two play each other okay so but they would in that scenario would be a conference champion so i think you have to put them in Bama. Bama would. <laughs> Bama's a conference champion. Like that's, that's, saying, that's the difficult like one. Like, but I don't think that I don't think there's a scenario where they keep Georgia and Washington in it because, you know, Washington's big win is against Oregon, and if they lose to Oregon and the conference yeah. champion, I think they're out. And I think that Georgia isn't a conference champion. So it, see, I'm, I just, I'm just I'm worried that it's going to be a. a tough to tough for the committee to say we're going to take Alabama and not take Georgia so that we can make room and it's it would be the right decision but I think the committee is going to struggle with that especially with them being defending champs um well it also depends on how they lose too if it's like a last second field goal I think but if they get their ass kicked it's like well I think that's an easier decision Um, yeah but it but in that situation, it, I would not be a huge fan of it. I think I would probably not want to play a four seed Georgia or no. four, you know, no. in the in the first round. This would be presuming we went out and obviously get the one seed, but um, would would be a crazy uh kind of situation there. But anyways, oh, and we've got a game coming up. We do. Um, we've already talked about it a little bit with uh with 
the team up north struggling um, and Ohio State, you know, taking care of business. Um, so as it is today, since we are a gambling uh, ran organization, the team up north is favored by three and a half over under is 46 and a half. Uh, first off, do you, do you feel like that line is correct? At least on the three and a half portion. I'm happy that it's there. I yeah. I was worried that we were going to watch them struggle with Maryland. Ohio State's been picking up steam. I was worried it was going to be one of these frustrating things where it's like they add fuel to the fire and yeah. and put Ohio State minus one and a half or Ohio State minus two. Like that was going to piss me off. I think we are the better football team because I think our defense is ridiculously good. Um, oh. and, and I'm not. I, I think what has killed Ohio State so much in the past in these games has been these massive explosive plays. It's not like, you know, it's not like they've put together these long, drawn-out drives. It's been Donovan Edwards 60 yards to the house. It's, you know, it, it's been a slant that goes for for 55 yards and a touchdown. And so it's it's been these huge plays and that is just one thing Ohio State has not even remotely given up this year. Yeah. Um so I I I feel good coming into this game. I think we're the better team, but I'm happy that the line opened up where it is because they've earned that right. They've yep. whooped up on us for two years in a row. And I think that it should put that chip on the Buckeye shoulder of okay they don't expect us to win this game and they don't even expect us to lose by, you know, a, a field goal. They expect us to lose by more. So I, I, I like where that line's at the over under feels high to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, this just feels like it could be just a nasty, nasty low scoring game. Yep. Um, just given what we've, you know, experienced with Ohio state's offense all year. And then obviously with, with the defenses on both sides of the ball, um, 46 and a half feels high. We'll see. Yeah, I think the the lines. I think the lines correct. I, I agree with you. I think Ohio State's a better team, but I do think that that three and a half. If it was on a neutral field, it wouldn't be three and a half. I think that yeah. the fact that it is in Ann Arbor at this. I mean, I would not want to be Ohio State fan going to Ann Arbor this year. I personally no. will enjoy being on the couch for this one. Uh, because I think that it's going to be extremely toxic, and I think that's good for the rivalry. Hopefully everybody <laughs> stays safe in that. Uh, I think it's good for the rivalry, but I think it definitely gives Michigan an advantage because the minute that there's any momentum on their side, they are going to get carried extra uh, from that crowd noise, and there's going to be um, a lot of mental toughness that's going to have to be on display from Ohio State because there's going to be a lot of things yelled uh, to that sideline, and there's not. I, I, I don't expect there to be as much red um as normal but we'll, we'll we'll see how things go um from from there but i think that's right yeah the over under i think the the line clearly i've been on the under for a lot of ohio state's games this year and that's been kind of the that's been the that's been the pick for almost every game minus like one so like take the under in ohio state but what i do see happening and this can happen either way 
is that it could be a close game for a little bit. Someone gains momentum and then there's just no taking the foot off the pedal in this matchup where it's like, it could get carried away where it's just a ends up being like a 34 to 17 or, you know, something stupid like that. Uh, even though most of the game, it was, you know, neck and neck 17, yeah. 17, whatever. So, um, so that'll be a line that I'll probably stay away from personally this time around, but, um, we'll see how things go, but, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we're both bringing in some confidence to this. I think a lot of Ohio state fans are, I think the performance against Michigan state helped out. And the fact that the defense just hasn't given up a lot has helped a lot of that out. I think that there's still a lot of questions, um, around the quarterback position, but I think that we've seen mccord be tested in a road environment all things against him and he has performed and, and led to a victory so i think that uh, i i think that that plays to our favor because you know cj stroud didn't necessarily have that same level of experience going into the last two years and he also mccord is not fighting against the signs um <laughs> which yeah. Who knows how big of an advantage that is, but th there's some sort of advantage or they want to be suspending uh, a, a coach for that. So what's your, uh, I don't know, like what's your, what's your truth? Like how much of it is um, confidence? How much is it of it? Would you kind of rank yourself as, as nervous for, for this one? Or is it just a, don't yeah. know how you feel yet. Like I said earlier, like, this is such a weird feeling because like I don't get it really anywhere else but around this game and, and like national championship type games where it's like I feel like I'm getting ready to go play a football game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> by the way, uh, my football team in high school was undefeated, never lost a game. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, uh, just in case anybody was out there uh, wondering, we didn't have a team, which is how we never lost. Um, couldn't field one, not enough kids. Um, yep. But that's besides the point. Um I, I'm always so nervous for this game, um, and this one feels slightly amplified. Just oh, yeah. given everything that's going on, like the anticipation for this game is insane. I love Thanksgiving and I love my family, but I just want to get to Saturday. Like that's yeah. all, that's all I want to yeah. do. Yep. Um, I that's that's throw my heads at. Uh, I feel. I feel confident in this game and it's strictly because of that defense um, yep. where in years past, we've been going into this game and it's always been CJ Stroud, go work miracles. Just, you know, Justin Fields, go work miracles and defense for the love of God, just hang on this mm -hmm. year. It's like, we're going in knowing we have a dominant defense, knowing that we, you know, that we have guys that are, are ready for that fight. They're super physical. Um, and I think that's going to be a, a tough thing for Michigan to um, to prepare for because they've been so used to smacking us in the mouth for the last two yeah. years. They've been the ones. They've been the aggressor. They've been the ones running it down our throat. Like it's. It, so I, I think it's going to flip a little bit this year, where you know they'll get a, a bit of a taste of their own medicine. And, and as much as we talk about McCord. He's shown up in big moments when we needed a touchdown against, you know, Notre Dame. The kid drove the entire field and got us the touchdown. When we needed that that cushion against Penn State, the kid drove down the field and and you know delivered a touchdown to Marvin Harrison um, and put that game out of reach. So he's he's made the plays when he's needed to. I think he's going to be ready for this moment. I think the story between him and McCarthy is super cool. There's just so much going on um, that 
it's the reason this is the greatest rivalry in all of sports. Um, and I think the Buckeyes get back on track this week. Yep. Well, and I think that there's, but to your earlier point of like, there's a lot around this game, um, both from the, you know, the scandal going on at Michigan, but then also the, the feelings from Ohio state fans and coaches and players potentially on like feeling like they've been cheated out of some wins or whatever. Right. It's like, there's that aspect, but there's also the aspect of this is the last time most likely uh, definitely last time for the foreseeable future that it is only a four team playoff. So that means that this game, and especially with the landscape of college football, as we were just discussing a few minutes back, this is, this is a chance to go win a national championship or not for both teams, right? Like right. these are two yeah, and this three. Is the, this is the last time your path is going to be as yes. easy as it's going to be. Not, not to say it's going to be easy, but when you go to a 12 team playoff, there's more football, there's more opportunities. So it, the, the road becomes a little bit tougher. Yep. Um, so I completely understand or completely agree with you. Yeah. So this, this should be seen as a, definitely as like a quarterfinal because the, the um, Big Ten Championship is not going to be a challenge for either team, um, you know, just with how the West is shaking out. This is also the last time that the Big Ten Championship will not be that big of a challenge because the way that the Big Ten is changing, you know, how, how they do their championship or conference championship moving forward. Um, so, like, there's a lot on the line here. Um, and, yeah, there, there it is kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but before – you know, 2019 and the, probably four or five years before that, like it just never, it, it, the game, not that it ever lost the the magic around it or like the anticipation around it, but it definitely was like, okay, is Michigan ever going to field a team again that can actually score points? And it's like, yeah. well, they canceled 2020 Michigan's dead. Harbaugh's the NFL. And it's like, oh no, here they are 2021, 2022. And we're back in like, this is the most excited I've been and nervous uh, for. Yeah for the game and a very long time. So looking yep. forward to it there. Um, early predictions. I'm sure we'll have some blogs up later this week. I'm sure we'll be. I think um, I might just write a specific Ohio State, yeah. you know, yeah. fuckhead teams up you know, up north uh, <laughs> blog. Yeah. So, Cheating but. Assholes. <laughs> but uh, what are your early predictions for this one based on uh, based on here, we're, you know, we're, we're Monday. So there's a lot that you know, not, not a lot that will really change, but of course our feelings may change as we get closer to it. Um, what are some of your early predictions, uh, for, for this game, uh, coming up on Saturday? So I, I think, like I said, that over under felt a little high. I think this is going to end up being one of those 20 to 17, 21 to 17, um, type games it's going to come down to you know either a game-winning field goal from you know from the Buckeyes or can McCarthy drive down the field and and you know score on this deep like I, I think that's going to be how this game kind of shapes up um I've got the Buckeyes walking out of the big house with uh, uh, a victory three four oh, yeah. points low scoring somewhere around there okay well there is a there's a bet on fan duel at least that I think it's like plus 300 or something like that for the Buckeyes to win uh, between one and 13 points. So that might be worth a little sprinkle there for you. Um, Yeah. So I'm looking, trying to find uh, 
the weather report <laughs> for oh, this yeah. Are you, uh, you going to trust week. the weather again after what it did to you this last week? Yeah, so I, I didn't get to that. So I, I wrote the blog on uh, <laughs> I wrote the blog on Friday morning um, and I was, you know, fully I was looking at Oregon state and uh, Washington and I wrote, Hey, this is going to be a game time decision. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make the final call on Twitter uh, beforehand. And as I was looking at AccuWeather um, and weather.com, it was looking like it would be in my favor that, Hey, the weather's actually going to slow up and these teams will be able to score points because their defenses are so bad on, on the passing side. Um, and so I, I, I ended up betting the over and uh, next thing you know, it's the the first quarter and it's uh, it's raining and then it's the pouring second quarter. Rain. Yeah, pouring it's rain. It's still 40, pouring rain. 45 degrees, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I really appreciate you, AccuWeather and weather.com. Um, but I'll put a little trust in them for a look ahead at this point. Looking like there's some snow in the forecast, Matthew. And we know how that can go. So it's going to be, I think the under might be the play here. Um, again, it could get carried away either way. Um, just with how the game goes and no one takes off the, the foot off the pedal, but looking at about a high of 39, low of 23 with a 60% chance of precipitation. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how things go there, but Marvin be, and Trey don't give a, a shit about no snow. Owen. we're going up there and <laughs> breaks off of them hose. Hell yeah. <laughs> so um, I think it's going to be close as well. I think Ohio state wins. I think I'm going to play some money on that, uh, on that bet to, you know, win between one and 13. Um, but I also may just take money line and, and be happy with that and just hope that they win by 25 or more. So either yep. way. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do some blogs. We might do it. Uh, we haven't talked about it. We may even just do like a duo, uh, collaboration blog or something like that, just around the game. And then we'll, you know, throw out some picks and stuff for the rest of college football, but we're, we're big Ohio state fans. This is what matters. You know, have a great Thanksgiving on that, you know, on Thursday. But after that, sorry, Grandma, it's time for it's yeah. time for the game. So, um, shut your mouth, Grandma. I'm watching the game. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts for college football before we transition over to the NFL? No, it's rivalry week. It, it's the best week in in college sports. Um, I know we get excited about it for Ohio State and and dumbasses, um, but. <laughs> Other people are also excited about their rivalry. Sorry, we didn't probably touch on uh, all of that stuff very well, but um, it's just exciting. Everybody likes it. It's it, like I said, it's out, outside of your, you know, national championship game. This is the weekend everybody gets fired up for. So exactly. I'm, I'm just pumped. Exactly. So, all right, well, we'll take it over to the NFL. Um, Colts did not play. Matt, we already touched on how you should not be celebrating as a fan. Any any words that you have uh, for Tone Diggs from the uh, Pat McAfee show uh, yeah, before we move on but, to the rest of <laughs> That was the most loser tweet I've ever seen in my life. It was like, <laughs> for, for anybody that didn't see it, it was basically, uh, I see a lot of Browns fans celebrating but you shouldn't be celebrating at all because neither one of these teams are going to be able to win a playoff game or a Super Bowl. Shut up, dude. <laughs> what, what the hell are you? It's a it's a rivalry football game. We just hit a game-winning field goal with a rookie quarterback, a you know, our our starting running back out, our top 3 tackles are out. Like what the hell are you talking what do you want us to just be like, "Ah, oh, shit, we won." 
Yeah. Don't don't give a shit that we won, you know, because we ain't gonna be able to win the whole. Like, shut up, shut yeah. up. Like, it was just the dumbest uh, take I've ever seen. Like, such a loser. I guarantee you, if they win, he's like, "See, this is just how the Steelers are, man. They just find yeah. ways to win games. Like, right. they're they're gonna nobody's gonna want to see the Steelers." And it's like, hey, who who like the goal of any NFL or any NFL team in the regular season is. Win football games, go to the playoffs. Yep. You figure it out from there. Joe yep. Flacco's coming to town. Uh, don't know if you know <laughs> that is. guy, but he's won a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be the answer, but uh, you know, the Browns with that defense can probably go play with the best of them. Um, I am. I am not naive. I don't think the Browns have any chance of going and winning a Super Bowl. But if I'm you know, if I'm a team and I draw the Browns first round, do you think I'm a quarterback that's thrilled I have to play against that defense, against Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward? And like, absolutely not. Same thing with the Steelers defense. Like, if they find a way to sneak in, nobody wants to go play against, you know, TJ. Like, so the the, the gatekeeping of happiness for, for uh, <laughs> Tone Diggs and the, the Pat McAfee show over there was big, big time loser talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I I was on the edge of my seat for that entire last drive. Uh, DTR hung his nuts out, <laughs> and for as bad as he was for the majority of that game, um, and that, not, I shouldn't even say that game for the majority of that second half, um, he put together a drive and gave a, a chip shot field goal. It's not even like he, you know, was asking Hopkins to go hit a 50 yarder to, to, to win it. It's like he gave right. him a 30 yard field goal to, to go win the football game. So uh, just a, a huge drive from the rookie, um, a lot of emotions afterwards, like he's on the sideline crying. Yeah. Um, so obviously just, just means a lot to, to him. Um, and, and it puts the Browns now in a, a position you go win three of your next seven and, and you're in the playoffs. Like that's the, you know, that's the reality of it. And there's a lot of favorable matchups out there. So I feel good. I I, I was uh, worried about that game and glad we came out on top. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good win uh, for you guys. I mean, I think we, you know, we talked about the AFC North and just how like crazy that's, that's going to be now. Clearly one of the teams is uh, may take the, the backseat a little bit with uh, the loss of Joe Burrow for, for the rest of the season, but um yeah i mean i i didn't understand that tweet at all either it's kind of like okay what man like it's the nfl it's, <laughs> it's not it's not like alabama beat northern alabama you know 13 to 10 it's like this is yeah. how the nfl is i was you know i spent a lot of time with the colts not playing spent a lot of time watching red zone yesterday at one point you know i think there was like seven or eight games that were um that were one score or, or less or something you know like it was yeah. uh, it was ridiculous um <laughs> but just but, being like you guys shouldn't be celebrating yeah. at all because we like both it's NFL, suck man. it's like okay well we both may suck I, like i'm fine if you think that but we also are both teams that have three losses on our records heading into this game in a very tightly contested division yeah like i you know I'm pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Just a very weird take. But either way, I mean, and so my next point here was just looking at the AFC. I mean, there is, there's a lot of football to be played. So, you know, things may shake out a little differently, but as we, you know, look at it right now, 
um, at least, you know, kind of the, the top seven and then who's kind of on the bubble for it is you have the chiefs who play tonight, Ravens, Jags, dolphins, Browns, Texans, and Steelers. So what a playoff picture, um, on, on the bubble, you have the bills, Colts and Broncos, believe it or not, believe it or not, the Broncos are, uh, piecing together a five and five season, uh, yeah. when they were basically declared dead when they got 70 hung on them earlier in the season, but they still have a path to the playoffs. Um, even teams like the Raiders have a path to the playoffs. Um, the Bengals, again, they, they may, depending on uh, how their backup quarterback goes. I think you can call the Jets, Titans, and Patriots out of it, and Chargers are kind of on the, are they good, are they bad? We, we really do not know um, at this point. But either way, uh, AFC is shaping out to be something very interesting. And, um, I mean, I think even when you look at, and we'll see how the chiefs and Eagles go tonight. But I mean, I think even when you look at the chiefs and Ravens and Jags kind of being those, those top teams, and I, I guess we can throw dolphins in there. Like they haven't been that convincing in there, even though they've only lost two or three games, they haven't been that convincing in a lot of their wins either. I mean, the dolphins did just struggle with a, a Raiders team yesterday. So what are your, uh, especially we both have teams technically in the, in the hunt, uh, in the mix here, your, your team, little more than uh than mine but what are you thinking about this afc playoff picture as we you know wind down the season yeah i mean it so it'll be interesting uh one like if you would have been telling me at the beginning of the year that we would even be having a general conversation about the bills possibly not making the the playoffs like i that that to me would have been like crazy talk I think it is, it's, it frustrates me so much. Uh, now I'm going to go into loser talk a little bit, but the Steelers <laughs> have a chance to go play the Bengals twice without Joe yeah. Burrow. Yeah. Um, so like, it, you know, they, they end up drawing DTR with the Browns. They can't beat them with, with DTR, but they yeah. don't have to play against Deshaun and like a fully healthy, um, Browns team, then they go play against the Bengals. Not great. They have the Cardinals still trying to figure stuff out. Patriots still trying to figure like very bad. Um, so they've got three very winnable games in a row. Then they go to the Colts. Then they have the Bengals. Like so, like their schedule is about as easy as a schedule can get. And then you have the Ravens in the last week of the regular season where the Ravens could be in a situation where they're not starting <laughs> Lamar. So it's like, I'm looking at their schedule and it's like, holy shit, like they could still end up only being a four loss team. And I wouldn't yeah. be shocked in the slightest because yeah. um, they have a very favorable, but um, I, I think the other interesting, like kind of team to keep an eye on here is going to be the Texans. Um, yeah. It's the Jags showed life for the first time. Um, and, and what felt like forever, like the, you know, Maybe the noise was heard a little bit of okay, the Texans are are knocking on the door a little bit here. Um, they're sitting at six and four. They're in the you know obviously in the playoffs right now as it stands. But um, I'll be curious to see you know Stroud struggled a little bit more yesterday. Great first half, but throws three interceptions. Um, kind of a a sloppy second half uh, yesterday. So curious to see how they hold on um and and make it through kind of the the mess of these final uh seven weeks six weeks whatever we're at now seven weeks eight weeks there's weeks 
There's weeks. <laughs> there's there's weeks, but there's, the the top yeah, feels weeks, the top feels pretty solid. Like Kansas City, Baltimore. I think those two teams are going to be one A, one B. Um, I think Miami is probably the the third best team in the you know in, in the AFC. So, uh, but shit, if I'm looking at this, do, do I want to play the Bills in a wild card game? Hell no. Like that's no. that is a nightmare of a situation for me. So, um, just a lot of teams that have a chance to fight their way in. How are you feeling as a Colts fan? I know you're you're on the outside kind of scratching and clawing to get in. Um, yeah. I don't know what the rest of the Colts schedule looks like. Is it favorable? I mean, you've got it's, Bucks, Titans, Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, Texans. I see seven wins. It's it's pretty favorable. <laughs> uh, it's pretty favorable. Yeah, I mean, the, the next game is uh, the Bucks, which uh, I'll be looking forward to to that one to getting back in Lucas Oil Stadium. Um, Titans seem to be dead, um, so I'm hoping that we you know can wrap up the the season series there two and zero. You know, was worried about the Bengals game, but clearly, you know, that that's changing up a little bit. Steelers, Falcons, Raiders is pretty, you know, uh, again, not not the easiest stretch, but relatively easy. I mean, the Colts have a very favorable schedule. I'm I'm a firm believer that it's going to come down to uh, January 7th against the uh, against the Texans at home. Um, I think that that could have some playoff implications there because I think both teams have a pretty favorable schedule leading up into that. Clearly the Texans are a little ahead, but the Colts do have the win on them earlier in the season. Clearly that was when AR was still, uh, he played the first quarter and a half of that and put up like three touchdowns in that time. But either way, uh, I think it's going to be okay. I think, yeah. I'm, I, Did you just I, have flashbacks? I, 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 I was having flashbacks of how amazing it was to watch Anthony Richardson play. And then I started seeing Gardner Minshew happy feet in the pocket, a clean pocket. And yeah, I'm losing it a little bit. I don't know, man. The Colts are so weird. And I, we've talked about it. I, I, I can't tell if they're good or bad, uh, but they definitely can sneak their way into the playoffs. Uh, whether or not that ends up translating to any uh, playoff win, that's to be determined. But um i'll celebrate any any sort of victory that we have coming up because we're not getting marvin harrison jr so um but yeah we'll we'll see how that shakes out but the afc is going to be a fun one to watch i mean i think that the the nfc is definitely more defined of the good and bad teams i mean there's a couple of teams that could climb their way in um but i mean you have uh, eagles 49ers cowboys lions and then you can make a case for some of the other teams being you know challengers as well so We'll see how that goes. The AFC is going to be the next seven weeks are going to be pretty interesting there. But um, we do have, it's a little unique this week um, because of course it is Thanksgiving, which means that we get three football uh, NFL games on, on Thanksgiving itself. And then uh, for the first time it's black Friday uh, NFL on Amazon prime. Um, So great marketing tool for them to get you to spend all your money on their black Friday deals while, uh, while you watch <laughs> dolphins and jets. Um, but I told you yesterday, I'm going to force us. We normally don't do this. We normally don't force, uh, force picks upon each other, but, um, I'm going to force us to pick all, uh, four of these Thanksgiving and black Friday games. Before we do that, I have to ask, um, how dialed in are you into Thanksgiving football? Is it something that's like a, a staple, uh, for the Warner uh, Thanksgivings, or is it uh, is it kind of something that's in the background and a couple people are watching? Uh, so 
yeah, it, it's uh, I wouldn't say that the whole family's watching, but I am watching. Um, mm -hmm. like I, I, I'm the get my plate, go sit down, and like I'm, I'm glued to those games. Yep. Um, our, our our Thanksgivings are usually pretty low key. We we do some things with my, you know, with my wife's side on Thanksgiving, Black Friday, we go over to my parents' house. So, um, it's uh, a little bit more low key, just with her family not quite being as big. Um, so usually her dad and I are sitting there watching the games. The girls are in there talking. Um, I'll I'll be locked in. Um, the, I'm not a huge fan of the matchups. Like I, the yeah. Packers, <laughs> the Packers are so frustrating to me as a team just to just to watch um like you never know which you know washington commanders team is gonna walk through the door is it like the take the eagles down to the wire washington commanders or is it the one that gets blown out by the chicago <laughs> bears like you, you just never know um and then the seahawks it looks like we're gonna have the 49ers playing against them without geno smith possibly um i don't know if he's going to be playing i haven't seen that full report um and then the black friday game it's like damn like yeah. <laughs> we had this would have been such a awesome mid-season like divisional showdown aaron Rodgers, you know to uh that awesome defense against the dolphins high-powered offense and now we get to watch i'm so done watching zach wilson play football Dude, it's so bad. I swear, I think I've watched him play more than anybody because they yes. had, it seems like they've had all these primetime games because it was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers yes. and the Jets. But anyways, uh, yeah, so pretty locked in. I, how, how does your family usually, uh, you guys have it on? Is it a, or is it kind of just a, a thing you're checking in on? Um, it is on wife's side of the family. It is on a TV that's like in the back corner of the house. <laughs> so not as, <laughs> not as much, but that is the, um, th that takes place earlier in the afternoon. So, you know, it'd be the Packers lions, um, game. So I'm not yeah. too worried about that. I mean, clearly I'm checking scores and watching some of that. Um, but then, you know, on my side of the family, it's on, it's, it's present. Um, again, not, not super dialed in, you know, it's not, the, it's not the main event by any means, but, always fun to place a couple of wagers on it and uh, just, just have some rooting interest there. Um, but, but yeah, it, I know some people like are very, very into it. Um, yeah. I would say I kind of fall in between uh, collectively there. So, all right, I'm forcing us to do it. We're picking each of us has to make a pick for each of these games. Um, whether or not we actually bet those is, <laughs> is up to us in our, in our own, uh, uh, our, our own bank accounts there. But uh, Packers, Lions, Lions are favored. Seven and a half over under is 45 and a half. I'm forcing you to make a pick. What's the pick for the 12 o'clock game on Thursday? So I just faded the Packers with the Chargers this week. I, like, I thought the Chargers were going to smack them. Felt like it was like a must win. Brandon Staley, yeah. your job's on the line. Go win the, the game, and they, they couldn't do it. So, like, I, I think I have this idea that the Packers are just god-awful, but they seem to always be in these closely contested games. Um, having said that, Lions minus 7.5. I fuck those guys i hate i i'm so tired of watching them play this feels like one of the you know those typical thanksgiving games where you're like oh this kind of sucks like <laughs> this this is not a ton of fun at all and you're you know you're sitting watching a 28 to 10 you know matchup and you're like oh eh, well 
yeah. guess I'll go talk to Uncle Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so I, I'm going to take Lions minus seven and a half. I, 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 I like the Lions. Their offense is fun as hell, um, and I, I, I think they'll be way too much to handle for the Packers. Up on board with you. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I think the um, you know the Lions have played a couple close ones uh, here recently. You know, just as recent as yesterday with uh, with the Bears, and that was closer than they would like. But um, yeah, I, nothing better than hammering the the Lions to, together on Thanksgiving and, and being yes. thankful for each other in that. Um, okay, Commanders, <laughs> Commanders at the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys favorite ten and a half over under forty seven and a half. Like you said, have no idea what to expect uh, with the Commanders. I have been on the side of uh, on the side of just hammering the Cowboys until they they lose again. I'm I hate going double favorite, but I'm going the favorite here. Cowboys ten and a half. What are you thinking? Man, ten and a half is a lot. It is, but the Cowboys handle these bad teams pretty well. I know, but I. <laughs> Like I go back and forth on the commanders so much because it's like, like I said, they'll they'll go play some of the best teams, super close matchups, and then they'll go get whooped. Like, how do you lose to the Giants? How do you yeah. lose to to Tommy DeVito? <laughs> I'm still not convinced that's a real person. Like that's it, it makes no sense to me. Um, and Cowboys look like the best team in football right now. Yeah, like, they're rolling. Um. Yeah. So you're going to go 10 and a half. I'm going to go just under 47 and a half. Okay. Um, I, I mean, that Cowboys defense is uh, very good. Um, I think Sam Howell and that bunch is going to struggle to, uh, to to get anything going. It seems like the the status quo right now for the Cowboys is like get up 30 to 10 and then just, yeah. just pull everybody and and yep. let the clock run out. So um, I'm going to go under 47 and a half in this one. I expect, expect it to be a, you know, a, a blow up, but 10 and a half just feels like a lot. Yep. I uh, understand that. I, I think, yeah, just confident that whenever they do play bad teams, they, they, they tend to go like, yeah, 33 to 10 or 39 yep. to three or whatever it is. So I, I, I like getting the points there. Um, and uh, Cowboys love playing on Thanksgiving. So, all right, uh, to end out Thanksgiving evening, 49ers, six and a half uh, favored at, on the road against the Seahawks. Uh, again, there's some question marks around Geno over under 43 and a half. Um, it looks like Kenneth Walker was also hurt, but it looks like he will play um, on Thursday. So they at least have their, their, their top running back. Um, I'm going to go under in this game, uh, 43 and a half. I think the 49ers, I think the 49ers can cover it. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm just going to go over under, um, and, and under the 43 and a half on this one. How about you? Uh, I'm like, I, I got on my phone immediately and I'm locking in 49ers minus six and a half. Um, it actually bumped up to seven. So oh, okay. it, it's, it's already up at seven, but I'm going to buy the half a point and just go 49ers minus six and a half. I think they win okay. by a touchdown. If, if drew lock is under center. <laughs> I'll bet him up to 21. Like I, I like I'll be very confident. Um I, I think uh like I, I have next to no faith in that young man at quarterback. Um and I it 49ers just seem to be back a little bit. Um yeah. 
Brock Purdy's looked good for two weeks in a row after um, some some shaky play. So yeah, I'm rolling after seeing some ghosts. Yeah, after uh, okay. uh, I dropped him in fantasy, he was like, "Oh, I should probably figure out how to play football again." Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Dolphins. Uh, this is the Black Friday game. Uh, Dolphins uh, seven and a half favorite against the Jets. Over under is forty one and a half. I. I am. I hate this game so much. I hate, I hate it. it so much. I and hate I this game. It's Zach Wilson, and I hate him. I, you know what? I'm going, I'm going under 41 and a half. Um, and this is to just make up for what happened yesterday. So the bills and jets, I had the over 40 in that game. Um, it was 29 to six going into the fourth quarter. I think under or over I'm going under 41 and oh, a half. Okay. I was, well, I was like, Oh, you're, you're doing it again. No, no, I can't. Okay. I have to, I have to avenge it. They were, they were up, uh, you know, bills were up 29 to six. Um, all I needed was, you know, another, uh, four or six points for that bet to hit and Zach Wilson slash whoever the hell they brought in at the end of the game could not advance the ball more than 10 Tim yards Boyle. down the field. Is it Tim Boyle? Tim Bo- yeah. Tim Boyle. And, Tim Boyle uh, should be teaching chemistry. Like yeah. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that is not a, yeah. that's not an NFL quarterback. So I'm, I'm hammering the under, I know the dolphins are capable of scoring 70 on bad teams, but I think the jets defense is good enough to not allow that to happen. Um, so I'm hitting the under again, 41 and a half and Matthew to round us out for the Thanksgiving black Friday games. Uh, I'm going to go two picks here. I'm going to go over 41 oh. and a half. Okay. Uh, gonna go over 41 and a half and i'm gonna go dolphins um minus seven so it's at minus seven and a half right now you're making me this is my additional pick so i'm gonna get it down to seven um just in case i need that little bit of cushion for a push but um i i have like i said i'm so done watching zach wilson play football (laughs) i have next to no faith in in him um, I don't think Robert Sala has any faith in him either. So like, yeah. it just, it feels like this has run its course and I don't think Zach Wilson's probably even going to find himself as like a backup next year. Let alone, it, He's just been so bad and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to take well to that, that role. Um, so hopefully this is the, the last uh, couple of games uh, Rogers comes back next week um from, from his achilles, <laughs> from injury achilles. Ten, yeah. 10 weeks ago oh, uh, God. can he go talk to nick chubb and just be like hey i have this stuff i it is going to make your knee feel so much better um I can't believe it can't yeah believe so it. so over 41 and a half dolphins minus seven i think dolphins put up 35 themselves um okay like, there that 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 offense feels feels solid um and and i think uh bright lights friday night it, it, it'll be fun so you're trusting zach wilson to score a touchdown I, or whoever is at the no, home jets defense <laughs> okay so they're gonna pick off two and run it back okay cool what was it was it cool. um they hadn't scored a touchdown in like 10 quarters 10, yes yeah yes Yes, and I was like, finally they do like the overs a lot. Like they finally scored a touchdown. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, they, yeah, they they helped. Nope, 
nope. yeah, the, uh, they're, they're the person in the, the team project that's like standing far off to the side <laughs> that you know did nothing like that's yeah. them in every over under situation yeah so bad so bad but um all right well we have a full slate for uh thanksgiving and, and black friday so we'll you know tweet those picks out we'll uh, have some blogs, you know, throughout the weekend, clearly you're going to be, you know, a lot of our effort and energy will be focused on, uh, college football with the game, since that's kind of, you know, the, the big deal there, but both of our teams still play. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll, we'll do the snake draft and all of that as well. Um, but yeah, Matt, any final words before we, uh, round out today's episode? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to be on my blogging shit. This okay week. i'm gonna All be right. firing them off i might just they you know it, it might get it might get a little crazy on the blog okay. um, right. you know i i work in a space where things are pretty dead around this time so yeah i might have some blisters on my fingers by the end of this week <laughs> um just uh firing off some blogs so i'd like to get some some college football obviously uh like a, a buckeye specific article some some nfl stuff um, just excited about it. I, it. It's a super fun weekend for football. I hope everybody enjoys time with family. Um, I know I joked about it, but uh, super excited to, to see some of my family um, and, and be able to spend some time with them. I uh, hope everybody has the same chance as well and hope everybody gets to watch some incredible football uh, and go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes. And yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FTS gambling and then to see all the blogs and everything. We'll, we'll link it in the show show notes below but it is ftsgambling.com uh we'll see you guys next week and hopefully a very good mood but it could be an all-time episode one way or another so i've got the i've got the mccord jersey and the dh gate cart baby <laughs> hell yeah but all right we'll see you guys bye guys